Welcome to the Self-Growth Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Marie, a courage coach, creative soul, and adventure seeker. Since thru-hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2019, I'm on a mission to help you embrace your most confident self so you can achieve your dreams too. If you're eager for deep conversations, big questions, and meaningful connections, join me on the quest to discovering how we can create a more magical and memorable life. Hello, nerds! How are you today? I'm good. Let's settle in together in this episode. If you're doing something, just take a deep breath and be here with me. I know that when you listen to a lot of podcasts, you can just get into the habit of letting the voice be in the background and not really paying attention, but I'd love for you to pay attention to this one. Well, to all the episodes, really. (laughs) But this one is really important. I want to talk about the actions you decide to take when you want to improve something about yourself or about your life. And how so often it's not about the action itself, but about the energy that's fueling your action. And I'm going to give you a bunch of examples. Let's say you have a pain point in your life. You want to change. Like there is a knot that you want to undo to feel better. You think, okay, what can I do to make this better? You know, I'm not a complainer. I'm an action taker. What can I do concretely that's going to get me out of this situation I don't like? You want to take an action that's going to change your reality. For example, you want to be more fit, so you decide, okay, I'm going to work out three times a week. Or you want to be more organized, so you say, okay, I'm going to go get a planner and I'm going to use it every day. Or you want to be more centered, so you think, I'm going to create the best morning routine. So you go find a book, because you're super resourceful, something like habits of highly effective people, and then you look at how you can make that work in your own life. Or you think, oh, I want to make more money, so I'm going to ask for a raise. I want to find a partner, so I'm going to go on dates. I'm going to sign up to an app like Tinder, and I'm going to go on a date every week, okay? You're resourceful, action takers, and so far, all of this makes total sense. So why does it not work in so many cases? Why does working out three times a week eventually turns into another thing you started and never finished? Why does getting a planner don't make you feel more organized? And why can't you stick to your morning routine? And why does going on dates don't end up with you finding your soulmate and living happily ever after together? We forget about something so crucial, and that's the energy behind your every action. And when I say energy, what I mean is the thoughts and the feelings that fuel the action. Let's take the morning routine as an example. So the morning routine is the circumstance. Now remember that we have thoughts about circumstances, those thoughts create our feelings, our feelings drive our actions, and our actions create our reality, okay? 
So morning routine is the circumstance. Now, you might have a thought like, this needs to be perfect. Now, what's the thought underneath that thought? Maybe something like, I need to be better and will only love myself once I get this right. You also have to look at the thought underneath the thought. Now, how does that make you feel? I need to be better and will only love myself once I get this right. I would guess something along the lines of pressure. And when you feel pressured, what actions do you take or not take? What happens? Well, I'd say you get frustrated as soon as you don't execute your routine perfectly. Now, what kind of reality does that create? I'd say a reality in which there is a lot of resistance. Your inner being doesn't want to be forced into something just for the sake of it. Your inner being is drawn to joy and ease and flow. So the resistance arises when, just like a kid who doesn't want to do something, when you try to force your inner being into something that doesn't feel right or that doesn't feel aligned. Now let's look at same circumstance, different result. So the circumstance is the morning routine again. What if your thought about this circumstance was, let's see what could make my mornings more fun. Now, what would that create in your body? What kind of feeling would that lead to? I'd say something like playfulness. And when you feel playful, what do you do? Well, you try things out, see what works. You're more flexible with yourself. You're experimenting. And what's the result of that? Well, I'd say you're much more likely to stick to a routine that's been curated from a place of playfulness and curiosity as to what actually feels good to you. You read in a book should be done if you want to be successful. Okay? Now, that being said, you got to be careful not to just layer positive thoughts on top of deep-seated beliefs. Let's say you believe that you will only be deserving of love once you wake up early and do everything on your to-do list perfectly. You can't just ignore that and try and be positive and playful. You have to first acknowledge the belief, put your finger on it, see it for what it is. It's not a fact. It's not truth. It's just a thought that's been hanging out inside of you for a long time. We don't want to necessarily remove the belief from your mind because the belief is deeply interwoven and it's the work of a lifetime to remove it from your subconscious psyche. You don't need to fix yourself before you can think a different thought. You just need to be able to see the old belief, diffuse the bomb that it is by not taking it seriously, not believing that it's the truth, just being able to say, huh, this is in me, that's okay, now let me see what I want to choose to believe instead. Let's do another example, going on dates. Okay, so going on dates is the circumstance. You might have a thought that is, I must find someone ASAP, otherwise I will die sad and alone. 
Again, that's not going to be the thought that's hanging out on top of your mind. Maybe on top of your mind, you're thinking, gotta find someone. I want to find someone this month. I want to find someone this year. I'm getting old. I want kids soon. Da 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 da. Okay. But underneath that is, I'm afraid I'll die sad and alone. And what kind of feeling does that create? Somewhat desperate, right? Desperation, despair. And how do you act when you feel desperate? Well, you go on dates, but you're already thinking in the back of your mind about whether or not this person could fill that hole for you. And I believe that the other person can feel your energy. So what's the result of that? Well, you either don't find a partner or you find one, but that's maybe not in the best emotional place that also feels like they have a hole to fill. Now let's look at same circumstance, different thought. So going on dates, you might think instead, I'm excited to see who I might meet. Like this is an adventure and I'm just, let's see if my person is here. Now, how would that make you feel? I'd say curious. And when you feel curious, what do you do? How do you act? Well, you go everywhere with an open heart and see opportunities and openings that you wouldn't have otherwise. Before I met Ollie, I would have a lot of fun going to places and thinking, ooh, I wonder if I'm going to meet my person here. So it led to really funny situations where like once a barista asked me what I was doing that night and I for sure thought they were asking me on a date. (laughs) So I was like, nothing. Do you want to go for a drink? (laughs) And they were like, all right, yeah, good. But they told me later that they were just asking, you know, the customers, what are you doing tonight? Just to make conversation. I have lots of stories like this, but I want to illustrate the impact of your thoughts and feelings by giving you a counter example. So recently I went out for an afternoon drinks with friends and they're a couple and they were each bringing a person that they wanted to match together. There was a man and a woman and we were having a good time. And at some point the guy said, He thought his life was pretty sad. And I asked why. He said, well, I'm old. I'm single. It's just me and my pet. I wish I had someone in my life and a family. But women are not interested to have children with someone my age. These were his thoughts. They're not facts, right? There are men having children at all kinds of ages. And if we were to speculate on how these thoughts made him feel, what would you say? I'd say something like, hopeless? And how do you act when you're hopeless? Well, you feel sorry for yourself. You don't look around to the interesting, smart person that was sitting next to him. And the afternoon finished, we had a good time, went on our ways, and the woman told my friend she was super interested in them until they said that thing about their life being sad. That kind of turned them off. 
So it's just like a way to illustrate how something might have happened there. But because of his thoughts, he didn't see the opportunity. So there was a missed opportunity there. It's confirmation bias again. You believe no one is interested in you at your age. You're going to find evidence that this is the case. If you believe, like I used to, that there are opportunities everywhere and that you might meet your person anywhere, you will find evidence for this. And I met Ollie in a climbing gym with the same kind of mindset, like, ooh, so many outdoorsy, adventurous, kind people here. I wonder if I'm going to meet my person. And many, many people would think I just got lucky. But to me, it's not luck. It's what's the energy you show up with. I believe in all aspects of life, you will very often get the results that match how you feel inside. So it's vibrations, right? It's like radio station. If you're on a certain frequency, you will only hear what is on that frequency. Whereas if you're on a higher frequency, you will start paying attention and seeing what's on that higher frequency as well. But it's easier to just look for tips and tricks. It's more tangible. And we have concrete control over them. So that's why we're drawn to books about how to find your partner. What's the best diet? How to be successful? How to ask for a raise so that it works? 10-step method for this, 5-step method for that. We don't want to do the confusing and challenging inner work. I mean, look at the previous example. Two people going on dates, same action, completely different results, okay? It's not about the action you take. It's about everything that's driving this action. What's the thought fueling what you're doing? The action you take is not important because 10 different people could take the same action, whether it be in dating, in business, in whatever aspect, and get different results. But people want to know the how. And when one specific how doesn't work, they go look for another method instead of looking within themselves. And right now, Ollie and I are listening to an amazing series on YouTube called Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. It's a 50-hour lecture by an assistant professor at the University of Toronto called John Verveke. He talks about understanding yourself. And understanding, if you think about the, the word understand, it means to get below, to look at something from underneath. So looking at the ways in which you are being held back in your development from a different perspective. Understand how you've been getting in your own way, growing up cognitively. And he asks a question that really stuck with me. He says, what am I not changing in all of my failings? What's the common denominator? That, to me, is the work. Putting your finger on the beliefs that are driving your actions and asking yourself if you want to keep moving forward with that belief as your fuel. 
That's intangible, I know, but I think that's much more useful than finding the next best diet or the next best workout method or supplement or technique or whatever. All right. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please let me know if you had any insights. I always love to hear from you. All right. Bye. You just listened to the self Girl Nerds podcast. Make sure to subscribe and to find me on Instagram at self Girl Nerds. If you want individual help developing the confidence to create a more meaningful and exciting life, visit selfgirlnerds.com today to learn how. Finally, I want to thank my friend Etienne Galano for editing this. And I want to thank you, kind-hearted souls, for growing into your truest, most courageous selves every day and making this world a better, more beautiful place. My name is Marie, and I will talk to you next week.